Hey everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Sean. And believe it or not, this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Tazri's Bad Guys. Alright everyone, welcome back. It's episode 267 of, uh, of the Commander's Brew. Sean, how are you doing? It feels like it's been a while since we recorded, but... Really, it's just the normal amount of time. The normal. What may be throwing you off is we had a holiday since then. That's right. Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. And and holidays are, are not what they used to be, truly. Um, but, you know, it still happened. Yeah. Did you get to, did you have like a turkey dinner and family and everything? So, you know, numbers are spiking here in, in Ontario, so they advise they people to are. not have a big family gathering. But we had previously, like, the week before, you know, uh, we we went to Ottawa again to visit my um, my my, uh, my in-laws. And we were there for, like, the full, like, quarantining amount of time and all that. And same thing going in. So we did actually have a Thanksgiving dinner, but just with, just with Sarah's parents. So it was just the, like, four of us plus Harry. So, like, even, like, her brothers and sisters, they didn't come because you're not supposed to and all that kind of stuff. So, but it was so, you know, we had a little, we had a little remnant of what it, what it was like, uh, you know, a little reminder of what uh, Thanksgiving used to be like. It was good. Did, did you get any pumpkin pie? You know what? No. But Sarah's what? dad makes his, does make his own pies. And uh, he made uh, a couple of apple pies. Whoa! Um, so that was cool. Greg's apple pies. Greg's apple pies. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and they were really great. Uh, I actually, you know what? This time around too, I helped him uh, peel the apples. So what are you going to do? Andy's wow. a pie maker. What about you? What Andy, was yours like? Andy making pies. <laughs> Everybody says good guys. <laughs> what did I do? I did nothing holiday oriented. Um, as you mentioned, the numbers are spiking in Ontario where we are and yeah i just don't want to like we i couldn't afford to like do a full 14 day visit to make sure the quarantine time was safe yeah 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 because you're back to like you've been able to do your job right like your your like your your other job yeah yeah one of my other jobs i got a few of them one of them is like working if it although it was shut down for a while there but it's starting to come back is it's in the field of medical education through the university of toronto mm. uh and it's just kind of working on zoom like helping people teaching them communication you know how to listen better and stuff like that i had my first official work uh from second city today Wow! I get to do Congrats. like an, an online like like show for like they put on like sh- shows for companies and stuff like that. So I was in one. Wow! Today I got another one next week. So that hey, you know what? Work is coming back in a different way for some. I gotta say, no, no commute really changes the game. It's nice. Like like sometimes I've like I had one where I had to be ready for like seven fifteen in the morning. And if this was like before, I'd have like an hour commute to get to the hospital where that would have taken place. So it's like that's an early, you know, and, and that's an hour commute. But like you got to get up earlier. But now let me tell you, I got up a half hour before I had to be on. That's just enough time to get ready and then just plop myself down and get going. Now, we haven't recorded since this happened, but there's also other big news in your life. You moved. Am I right? 
not we haven't actually moved what? yet no oh. uh the move date is at the end of october oh, but the there's the end a, of you, october i thought it was the beginning of october no th- there's just a million things to line up right okay yeah. okay well you know what well then we'll save that conversation for when it actually happens yeah, I mean, I mean, we could have it, but I got nothing to offer you except I've been packing a lot of boxes. Hey, I one thing I hate one thing I hate the most in life is moving. It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's just the, the worst. worst. I have to move all your stuff. Um, in this in that case, I'll quickly say that for that uh, show that I had to do today, I used this card, Farhaven Elf, as a prop, and everyone thought it was really great. Amazing. I even read the text of the card. That's a good card yeah. to use. Like, you, like those people don't know that know. that's a good card. You could have easily done like a vanilla four or five, and they would have been like, "Oh, cool! Okay, What's that right. snake?" <laughs> yeah, I, I like read the ability. I was like, "It comes with the battlefield tap." Now, listen, you guys don't know what any of that means, but let me tell you, it's real good. <laughs> so it was crossing good. It was your worlds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crossing. And I was just like, "Oh, I wonder." I was like, "I hope nobody in the audience like." Well, I actually not that I hope nobody in the audience. I was like, "I wonder if anybody in the audience." is a magic fan and we'll get this <laughs> that crosses my mind anytime i meet a group of students like for the other job i'm just like i because like because part of the job is pretending to be other medical cases mm-hmm. so like i've got a profile and i have to memorize my illness and my symptoms and like how to answer all the questions but part of me wonders is like i w- there's a chance that one of these young students listens to the podcast. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the day where someone calls me out. Well, we're all waiting for that day, and <laughs> it's it's inevitable. Someone's going to call us out hard for being podcast hosts sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, if, if anyone listening, if you see us in public outside of a magic thing, if you see us in a magic thing, that's to be expected. And, of course, say hello. But if you see us outside, like, maybe do a code, like, speak a code that, like, we <laughs> both know. Like, say, like, a magic word subtly so everyone knows, like, okay, we know what's up. Someone just comes uh, up to you and just goes, Atraxa, proliferate. <laughs> be like, what? What? Everyone else in the room's like, those what words you, would, those words saying? just don't make sense to anyone else. Like uh, put together like that. Like yeah, a track we, What is that? Like a cleaning product? What is that? <laughs> Deep close skate. <laughs> Deep close skate. What? Yeah, exactly. They don't know what that is. Simple gibberish to anyone outside of magic. Proliferate, then proliferate again. <laughs> <laughs> Right, state-based <laughs> actions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I-, I just asked you what symptoms you had. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, I'm communicating. Uh, okay, seriously, yeah. So if you find us out there, let us know. Um, bec- and so I can't. I won't. My, we might not be able to thank you at that gig, but we can thank you now for listening, uh, for participating, for getting on Twitter. Uh, some of you have gone to Patreon.com/slash/CommandersBrew to donate financially. That's such a huge thank you for that. That's a monumental thing. Thank you for that. You can find a way to get into our Discord that way. Um, hanging out on there is pretty fun. Brewing up these decks for the show. This was a very fun one. Spoiler alert. Uh, it always is. Uh, you can also help out by maybe clicking a like or a subscribe on YouTube, going to iTunes and leaving a nice five-star review. Those are some cost-free ways to do it. If you're already in the market for Magic cards and that's got your whole budget covered, you can still help out if you want by going through our TCG player link somewhere in the show notes here. That'll get you to the this deck list and you can buy cards from this deck or whatever cards you were planning on buying anyway. Uh, that helps us out if you go through that link. And if you are a Canadian listener, we want to get 
get you the best deal possible, which is actual money off your magic singles order through the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. The Commander's Brew is a podcast proudly produced in Canada, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizard's Tower. WizardTower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. We've got an exclusive coupon code for our Canadian listeners. To get 5% off any order of singles from the Wizard's Tower, use our coupon code, BREWZENDICAR. And if you order $15 or more worth of singles, the shipping is free. You can also check out our decklist for this week's episode and any other episode we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there, friend Dekar. Yes, see you there, friend Dekar is right. Um, okay, so we've got a we've got a, a commander uh, style interview to do here today. So, um, yeah, um, Sean, uh, fill us in a bit. Like I know you uh, you've uh, booked this guest this week, and um, yes. you're definitely going to be here for it. Obviously, we definitely going to be here. Yes, um, definitely going to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely going to be here, except for that I have to return a bag of money that I found. A bag of money? Yes. Uh, I, I was, you know, trying to get some groceries, and I saw out of the back of a truck, a big sack with a dollar sign on it fell out. I haven't looked inside of it. I assume it's a bag of money. I'm going to return it to the bank because that's the good, the right thing to do. Okay. This is just a quick aside, but... Um, yeah. You know, that is a noble thing. Thank you. And I know that, like, a lot of the people, like myself, who who have always said in their mind, like, if I find a bag of money, I'm keeping it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm definitely just keeping it. It's definitely happening. Sure. Then I saw in the news once this person who's like, oh, they were, they found, like, a half a million dollars in a bag and they returned it because they found it outside of, like, a bit, like, a, like, a, not, it wasn't half a million dollars, whatever, it wasn't that much, but it was a lot. Um, they found it outside of, like, a store, like, their local, like, dentist or something. And they returned it, and then it turns out that, like, yeah, like, the receptionist for that dentist just, like, dropped that money when she was supposed to put it in, like, the, the bank, like, thing that they, they return it for the deposit or whatever. So, like, if they hadn't returned that, that poor woman would have been responsible for costing this business all this money. It's like, you, you don't want to be a part of that. You wouldn't be able to enjoy that money. So, you know what, Sean? I support you returning this money. I'm I glad. think it's the right thing to do. But I Thank just, you, Andy. I don't know if you have to do it right away. I don't know if you have to do it right now. That's the only that's the only difference. It's there. weighing on my conscience. Okay. I have to do it. Well, now. you know what? They're they're probably looking for the money. So you know what? It's probably. I'm important. sure they are. Okay. Uh, see you later. Okay. Yes. I yeah. I'll see you later. Okay. Uh, all right. So it's time for the interview. So, um, uh, welcome to the show, um, Evil Sean, Evil Sean. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Evil Sean. Hello, Andy. Hi, hi. I can tell you're evil because you how a, can you? Yeah, I can. And you how is. is that possible? I you don't even know me, I, or I, do you? I feel like I know some part of you, uh, mm -hmm. but I definitely don't know uh, that goatee. That is a goatee you have there, and um, you know Star Trek really hit it on the on the on the head with with the evil dimension and the goatee and everything. Yes, that's 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 what I get all the time. I just like it. Yeah, I mean it doesn't look bad. Excellent. It's looking good. So, Sean, uh, evil Sean, rather, um, uh, what brings you to the show today? You, you mentioned uh, Sean mentioned you wanted to come on and talk about something. So, okay. Firstly, can I ask you a favor? Yes. To me, I'm just Sean. Okay, sure. 
Like, I don't call myself evil Sean, just as I'm sure I don't know what the other Sean calls himself. Yeah, we don't call him good Sean. And why would you? Right. So so I would appreciate it if you just, if, if you need a way to separate us, maybe just call me Mr. Sean. I don't Goatee know. Goatee Sean, Beardo Sean. Um, Out of those two, I prefer goatee. Uh, um, interesting facial hair, Sean. Ooh, I'll take that. You're that. You are the AJ McLean of uh, of the Shans, as you know. Yes, AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Like you know, interesting. He has the interesting facial hair. Anyways, he's the interesting one. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, so I'll call you interesting facial hair, Sean. I'll take it. Great. It's about time I drop the evil thing because. I'm not evil. No. Okay. So, um, well, I mean, is this what you wanted to talk about? You wanted to, to tell me how yes. you're not evil? Yes. I've, I have I made time in my busy schedule to see you. Uh, you know, it was Canadian Thanksgiving mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. and I was dropping off frozen turkeys to the underprivileged. See, that's not evil. I, I'm no. with you. Here's the thing that's throwing me off a little bit. You, okay. you, you're bringing turkeys to charities. You've got a goatee. You're from the evil dimension. You don't seem to be evil, except you got that evil voice, though. You got, you got to admit the, that. I'm, I, it's just a voice I'm using. I, you know, people <laughs> think that because you speak with a, like, 10% British accent that that <laughs> makes you evil. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't... It's it's not true. I I spend my time volunteering. I give back to my community. I I, I think it's. You know, can I say we as a dimension don't call us ourselves the evil dimension? It's just that we've had a lot of run-ins with the evil dimension in various forms, and it does seem like you know, hundred percent of the time, those people come over here. They're they're starting trouble. They're acting evil. To be honest, they're just being pretty evil about it. Andy, can I ask you a question? Sure. I was expecting to see my doppelganger here, Sean. Yeah. Why isn't Sean here for the interview? Sean said he found a bag of money and wanted to return it to the people. He, he wanted to turn it in. I mean, that's good. He's you got to admit, that's good. No, he's not. That's not what's ha- going to happen. Don't you see? You know the evil Sean. I'm the good Sean. I've been the good Sean this whole time. You're telling me goatee or interesting facial hair, Sean, IFH yes. Sean, is the good Sean. Yes. Uh, the, t- of course I am. But wait, what would you do if you found a bag of money? I would actually return it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying that our normal Sean is lying and IFH Sean, you are telling the truth? Yes. Of course that's what's happening. No Don't you see, that. Andy? Don't you see? I'm telling the truth. The other one is lying. Oh, man, this is blowing my mind. I don't know what to think. I mean, again, you got that evil voice, though. You do have it. You sound like you just, like, tied someone to train tracks. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have that. I've never done that. I've never done that. Okay, you know what? I know a great test. I know a great test. Okay. Sure. Okay. Pretend like I just told you the most hilarious joke. What does your laugh sound like? Ready? Go. (laughs) Okay. You sound like Wario. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. I I feel like I don't believe you. I I don't know how to prove it, Andy. These are judgments, but uh, just 
if you refuse to believe me, there's nothing I could do to change your mind, but just beware of the Sean that you know. Oh, man. Okay. Well, it's, that is ominous. And, uh, well, thanks for coming on the show, um, IFH Sean. Um, you do have the... I finally, it, I, I, I finally realized that you're saying letters there. Oh, yeah, IFH. Interesting facial hair. Yes, that's yes, you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. IFH, Sean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, is there anything you want to say before you, you, you leave, or um, or was that it? Uh, yes, please um, contact me through other IFH Twitter. <laughs> My handle is at IFH, Sean Tabaris. If you need help with anything... Don't hesitate to ask. I will help you. Okay. And one more time, just laugh at something. You got to set me up. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Imagine. Um, I don't know. Imagine a, 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 a guy farting in a bathtub. <laughs> the bubbles. <laughs> okay, great, great stuff. Thank you very much, uh, IFH Sean. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, okay, um, Sean. Yes, you're back. Back. Return that money. It's in the rightful hands of the owners. Trust me. So, where did you go to return it exactly? Uh the bank. And which bank was that? The Bank of Montreal. And uh, sorry, which which branch? Like, how'd you get there? Uh, done, done the, so these questions, I just, I just want to, I just want to understand your pathing. You know what I mean? I just want to get your pathing down. My pathing? Yeah. Yeah, Like what was your path? Islington, Islington street. Cause you know, based on what, based on what interesting facial hair Sean said, uh, also known as evil Sean, you know, you put, okay. Uh, he says, yeah, that guy is definitely evil. He says you're a bit sus. He's, 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 he's he says I'm sus. He says you're sus. No, he's sus. Okay, see, I don't know to believe. Now, I will. Okay, Sean, how about this? Yeah. Picture a guy farting in a bathtub. Does that make you laugh? <laughs> yes, that's pretty funny. Okay, see, normal laugh. So you know what? I yeah. I gotta think. I gotta think that I got the right guy here. You know. You definitely do, and it's very yeah. So so, I should also say while I returned all that money, um, they gave me a brand new convertible. So if you see me driving a brand new convertible, it's because I returned the money and they gave me the convertible to say thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. You know what? I got a phone call to make. All right. Um, <laughs> great. Oh, well, you know what? Let's, you know what? I'll do that later. Let's move on to the, uh, let's move on to the deck tech. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, Sean, this week's deck tech. Uh, tell us about it. This one was so fun to make. Um, it is Tazri Beacon of Unity. Uh, Tazri is... Well, I'll just read you what Tazri says. Tazri Beacon of Unity, four and a white for a legendary human warrior. Uh, she starts as a four six. This spell costs one generic less for each creature in your party. And we all remember that a party consists of a cleric, a warrior, a wizard, and a rogue. If you have... Each creature of those types gets to count for one of the party members. Uh, a full party is four, one of each. So Tezri potentially costs just white, like just a single white pip. Uh, you can also pay 
either two or a blue, two or a black, two or a red, two or a green. Basically, one of black, blue, red, or green. But if you don't have one of those, you can pay two generic instead of any one of those. So at minimum four and at maximum eight. Although you'd have to have all colorless to pay eight. Anyway, <laughs> here's what you do. You look at the top six cards of your library and you may reveal up to two party members and or ally cards from among them and put them in your hand and put the rest on the bottom. Draw two out of six. That's pretty good. But the theme that we went with this has been super fun. It was a blast in the Discord to make this one. You know how, like, in you, most good guy teams, eventually they meet the bad guy team that is sort of equivalent to them, but they're, like, they're evil versions, sort of? Yeah, yeah. That's this deck. So, it's Grixis. The only white we have is for Tazri herself. Oh, wow. But all, all of the clerics and wizards and rogues, and they're all evil kind of characters from the Grixis colors. They tend to fall into those evil categories. Yeah, Grixis, the evil colors. True. Yeah, kind of. Basically. They're, 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 I mean, they're the evil shard, kind of. Yeah, they would hate to say that, but uh, it's true. Hey, it's true. just like evil shard, I'm telling you. I, I, I mean, yeah, I think evil shard is very evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that. the, that's the commander. So let's set the scene. Um, since we're only planning on using white to actually cast Tazri, uh, we've got some support to do that. Andy, why don't you just take this short list of cards, which are some, but not all of the ways we're going to be able to cast Tazri. Okay. So, uh, some things that are going to help us cast Tazri, the, Tazri rather, the first one being, uh, the old Vivid Craig, my old boy, Vivid Craig. Uh, it's a land. It's one of the vivid lands. Obviously, there's a whole cycle of these. And um, Vivid Craig enters the battlefield tapped with two charge counters on it. You can tap it to just add red, or you can tap it to remove a charge counter from Vivid Craig and add one mana of any color. Uh, the vivid um, cycle is kind of is I think kind of underrated, right? Like, yeah, it, it's an ETB tapped land, um, but it's a five color land, and most of the time you actually don't like. Tapping this to to and removing the counter like kind of rarely happens, um, and but when you do need it, it's there for you, right? And that's that's the great thing about it. The fact that it still taps for red mana, like Vivid Craig, and there's also like a Creek and Marsh, right? Um, is is really is really uh, it's, it's, it's essential. It's great. Uh, so I like these lands a lot. I like Vivid, especially in five color decks. Um, next, we also have Golden Egg, two mana artifact. It's food. When uh, the egg enters the battlefield, you draw a card, and you can pay one and tap it. Sacrifice golden egg, add one mana of any color, so it filters your your mana there. And you can pay two and tap it and sack it, and you gain three life. So it just acts like a normal piece of food there. This is a great one, just replaces itself. Uh, um, and then, yeah, like we said, like just filters your uh, your mana there. That's nice. Uh, a card that I really like putting in decks because of the the filtering thing, or rather the... Um, the draw a card, like the replacing itself. Is yeah. Nice. Uh, Sphere of the Suns, two mana for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, it enters the battlefield tapped with three charge counters on it. And tap to remove a charge counter from Sphere of Suns, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Same type of thing, you know. Um, um, having to, like, getting this early as ramp is good. You're tapping it three turns. Like, that's pretty That's pretty good to get out of it. And uh, But a lot of times you don't, actually don't even need to use all your mana by the time that third counters like that last counters on it you can oftentimes just do without it kind of so it's actually it's actually not that big of a downside that it comes with just the three this the limited use on it um, yeah we're i'm counting on the fact that you won't need white 
that often. Mm-hmm. Like you're not able to cast your commander and have it disappear that many times before it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to pay for it anyway, so it kind of doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, and finally, uh, or not finally, rather, we have Prophetic Prism, also another two-mana artifact that replaces itself and filters. Um, great one. Uh, Commander Sphere is also in here, the three-mana classic artifact, tap it for any color. Sack Commander Sphere to draw a card. Um, and we also have Firemind Vessel. It's four mana for an artifact. You tap, or sorry, uh, it enters tapped. And then when you tap it, you add two mana of different colors. Um, so yeah, it, it, it gets our other two colors outside of Grixis for us, uh, any combination really that you want. So, uh, this is a, it's another good one. Uh, four tapping for two is pretty sweet. This is the best one to, like I said, it, it gives us our white to gas Tazri, but it's also great when we're activating Tazri's ability because we can get that green and the black or blue or red or whatever. Um, this is an amazing little scene stealer of setting it up nice so that's kind of the that's kind of a little bit of the skeleton of how we're going to get tezra but this is a a a grixis deck and it's about the bad guys we're meant to be the villains so of course among the vegetables of course you know we're running murder right like uh (laughs) every team of villains would for sure run murder it's one of the classic removal spells one black black instant destroy target creature um bad guys also have to like have a vehicle that they all drive so that's the smugglers copter uh <laughs> they're a bunch of smugglers two generic for a vehicle it flies it's the three three and you can crew it for one and i mean i haven't double checked but I'm, I'm i'm almost positive everything has at least one power so you anyone can crew it and when it attacks or blocks you can loot you can draw or and then discard the team resides in Bolus's Citadel. Oh, That's yeah. another card we're running. Great Three base. black black. It's our base, base for a legendary artifact. <laughs> you can look at the top card of your library at any time, and you get to play those the cards on top for... Yeah, you can pay mana for the top card as if it... Like, for life. That wasn't the clearest. You can play the cards <laughs> off the top of your deck, and you can cast spells by paying life instead of mana cost for them. Uh, and you can tap to sacrifice 10 permanents, non-land permanents, and each opponent loses 10 life. I always forget that one. Uh, it's a it's a costly way to win, but, I mean, what what better way to sacrifice yourself to just get that victory? Um, and every bad guy team's got to have traps. Like, we got to set traps for the good guys. So, of course, among them is Whiplash Trap. There's an example. It is an instant trap. Uh, it's three blue-blue to return two target creatures to their owner's hands. But if an opponent had two or more creatures enter under their control this turn, you can just pay a single blue instead. I think this is gonna be a single blue very frequently, um, unless it's a non-creature deck you're facing, but lots of decks wanna put in more than one creature, tokens, anything like that. Yeah, good call. So that's kind of the gist of it. That's the that's how we're gonna handle Tazri. Once we get the Grixis bad guys going, um, and I think it's time that we get into some innate moves. Working on a meat moves. Cool. Um, yeah. What yeah. Is, so, so, what does this team we've look got like? We've got se- seven of each. We've got seven of each of the party members, uh, and we're gonna. For, I'm not gonna go through all of them, but I think we're gonna go through one sort of like pawn of the team like a like one a of each party style. member the minions that just kind of do things and then we're going to go with one more of a like a mini boss of the deck 
Uh, so Andy, why don't you start us off with the clerics? Yeah. Okay. So starting off with our clerics here, we have Harsh Mentor as our kind of minion. Uh, one and a red for a 2-2 human cleric. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact, creature, or land on the battlefield, if it isn't a mana ability, Harsh Mentor deals two damage to that player. So quietly punishing uh, villain to have to come across. Um, yeah. Also, we have as our little mini boss here for the clerics, we have Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. Two to black for the 1-3 legendary vampire cleric. Um, whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life, and you can pay three black black. Creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Uh, this is the thing I love about Vito is that you're looking at this guy and you're like, well, don't you need like a bunch of life gain and stuff? And, you know, don't you want to build around this ability? Well, yes, obviously he gets better with that. But if Vito is, is his own engine, you just activate three black black creatures you control gain lifelink. All of a sudden, your all of your creatures are kind of like weirdly double striking. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're yeah. whatever their damage is is is, uh, is dealing. Uh, that's how much we'll also get immediately like kind of dealt to that person. And it's not like the one of the workarounds again when you're fighting against Vito is to like hold your removal spell. So it's like okay, I'll remove Vito before like the triggers go on the stack before combat damage. But at that point, if I'm striking you for like a dozen points of damage and then you remove Vito so I don't get his triggers, but I've given them all lifelink anyway, that's a decent enough life swing that I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's right. Like just the lifelink alone is really good to have, right? Like yeah, that can bring yeah. you back in games that you're behind in. So really good. Yeah, let's talk about some warriors here. Uh, one pawn in the deck is uh, very surprised to find this warrior, Moriok Replica. Three generic for an artifact creature warrior. Two, two, one, in a, and then the uh, this warrior has the ability, one in a black, sacrifice Moriok Replica, you draw two cards and lose two life. It has, what is that, blood, blood, uh, all of those black draw like, card spells. Yeah, yeah. And I can't think of any names right now, but like it's on a creature, and so Tazri can find this as one of her two minions or other creatures. So I think that's a very useful warrior to have. Uh, one of our mini boss warriors is Garn of the Blood Flame. Three black, red, human warrior with flash. She's a 3 3, and when Garna enters, return to your hand all of the creature cards that were put in your graveyard this turn, and other creatures you control have haste. We've already talked about Moriak Replica. There is a little bit of a possibility of sacrificing here. I can sacrifice Moriak Replica, draw those two cards. Garna comes down. I get Moriak back into my hand. It's a pretty decent little combo there. Not bad. Uh, next, we are going to take a look at the evil wizards. Uh, I love an evil wizard. Um, uh, firstly, we have uh, Apprentice Necromancer. One in a black for a 1-1. One, one. It's a zombie wizard. Uh, it has black and tap. Sacrifice Apprentice Necromancer, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature gains haste. At the beginning of the next step, sacrifice it. Um, so yeah, just being able to nab something out of the graveyard, get it in there, uh, haste-wise, pretty sweet. Um, other effects, bringing this back, bringing that, bringing other things back too, like having a little sacrifice theme is pretty nice. Garna, for example. Uh, yeah. Then our little mini-boss here uh, for Wizard is Nin the Pain Artist. Blue, red for a 1-1 Vidalcan Wizard. You pay X blue, red, tap it. Nin the Pain Artist deals X damage to target creature. That creature's controller draws X cards. I mean, I just love that it's, you know, hitting any of your other creatures. It's basically a sacrifice of this creature. Pay this much money, pay this much mana and draw a bunch of cards. It's really great. 
Yeah. And in a pinch, it can hit a it can hit an opponent that has something that is like I don't know, it's about to kill you or something, and it's it's just like a some utility creature that's like a two two, sweet. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, some rogues. Uh, a pawn of a rogue is Zulaport Cutthroat, one Ooh. and a black human rogue ally. I don't have a big ally theme in this deck. Tazri can find allies or party members, but right. Zulaport counts as a rogue and an ally. Not that it matters. Uh, whenever Zulaport Cutthroat or another creature you control dies, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. One of the classic aristocrat pieces. This is not an aristocrat deck, but there is a little bit of a sacrifice and reanimate sub theme. Uh, this is the perfect pawn for the rogues for that strategy. And what better mini boss of a rogue than Gaunty, Lord of Luxury, two black black legendary Aetherborn rogue, death touch, two three. When Gaunty enters the battlefield, Look at the top four cards of target opponent's library. Exile one of them face down and put the rest on the bottom in a random order. You can look at and cast that card as long as it remains exiled. Then you can spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So what better villainous plan than to use your own stuff against you? I think that's perfect. Yeah, I, I, I just love Gaunti as a card, period. So I'm just always happy to include this in any kind of brew. So... Having it, uh, having Gaunti be the evil rogue leader seems uh, right on, uh, right on the money. Yeah, um, we didn't cover all of them, but did you notice how most of all of the mini bosses mentioned were legendary creatures? Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, there's plenty of legendary creatures uh, in the deck that just happens to work that way. Tezri herself is obviously legendary; has to be for commander. But a, being able to cast Tezri for very cheap sometimes means we almost are never without a legendary creature so that's why yogmoth's vile offering is so perfect in the deck four and a black legendary sorcery you're only allowed to cast it if you have a legendary put up to one target creature or planeswalker from any graveyard under the battlefield under your control and destroy up to one target creature or planeswalker then you exile this card it's a brutal card but uh it's great for villains yogmoth's vile offering Certainly, I've never really looked at this art before, and that is quite a vile offering. Like, I mean, I don't even know if I want to say what that looks like, but it's rough. It's rough yeah. stuff. Yog yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yogmoth's yeah, pretty... vile butthole. Anyways, let's move on. Um, <laughs> let's move on <laughs> to... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, so a non-party member includes someone that's going to be able to slide in here and do some work for us, though, is... Evil twin. I mean, it's right in it's right in the uh, in the name there, uh, and you know we in, you know if you're listening to this on the audio show, we encountered our own evil twin today. Uh, <laughs> two blue black uh, for a shapeshifter, uh, a zero zero. You can have it enter the battlefield's copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it gains blue black tap. Destroy target creature with the same name as this creature. So a little bit of an assassin there. Uh, also just. If any of your opponents or anything you have you want to double up, obviously just a great clone ability. This is a, a, this is a great card. I love Evil Twin. It's so fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a party member. There isn't a ton of room for non-party members in the deck just because you want to have a decent chance of hitting something with Tazri. Mm -hmm. But I got to say, Evil Twin had to get in there. It's the perfect on-theme card for what we're trying to do. Yeah, this is a bad guy. Straight up. Well, here's here's the coolest angle of the deck, in my opinion, that we stumbled into through the Discord is we were working on like 
like people kept just throwing out ideas for just generally evil cards Mm -hmm. like cards that when you cast and or resolve them it's just like ooh, this card's nasty like it does mean things (laughs) to the game and i started thinking to myself well we certainly should have some like we should absolutely have some mean cards because we're a deck of villains we play we fight dirty in with this deck but I couldn't decide. So I think this is the perfect opportunity to be one of those decks where there's a chunk of cards that you shuffle in a portion of. So the base of this deck, everything that we've talked about, uh, I've I've tried to put together approximately a core of 90 cards. And we've created an evil board, which is like 20 generally evil cards that... You shuffle in 10 of them, so that makes your 100-card deck, so that you never fully know what the villains are up to at any given moment. Your opponents don't, and you might not know either until you've had a chance to look through with, like, a search or a tutor or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. So, obviously, let's go through some of the evil board. And one of the ways we're going to find a card, like, what we're going to manifest our evil plans is... Oops, I put it out of order here. Well, let's go through some examples. Andy, take this first card in the next tab as the example of what some one of our evil board cards. Uh, sure. We have Col- uh, 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 yeah, Commandeer. Um, it's five blue-blue for an instant that says you may remove two blue cards in your hand from the game rather than... Sorry, you can exile two blue cards from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. And you gain control of target non-creature spell. And you can choose new targets for it. Um this one uh like the the removing two blue cards is um is sweet when it when it's relevant although i find that um a lot of the times you're just happy to pay seven for this effect grab a planeswalker or grab some other like really like an awesome artifact or something it it, a lot of the times it's well worth it yeah yeah well, we've also got something like mnemonic betrayal in there that's one blue black for a sorcery exile all cards from all opponents graveyards that can just be really mean to anyone who wants to use their graveyard but also you may cast those cards this turn and you may spend mana of it as if it were mana of any type to cast those spells at the beginning of the next end step if any of those cards remain exiled return them to their owner's graveyard so you temporarily turn off their graveyard but just being again it's in the theme of like i'm gonna steal all of your tools to do your plan against you Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I, f- I totally forgot about this card. Um, three mana and then just have, I mean, yeah, just like make a bunch of mana and go for it. Scariest animation on Arena by far. Oh, yeah, and it's, I mean, the art is is very, that's evil art. No question. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah, like yeah. from a metal album. It's great. Yeah. Uh, we also have Kervek the Merciless in here. Five black, red for the 5-4 legendary human shaman. Uh, whenever an opponent casts a spell, Karavek deals damage to target creature or player equal to that spell's converted mana cost. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, it's any target, actually, so it can hit Planeswalkers as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this just makes it so that people don't want to play spells. That's mean. That's evil. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Karavik won't show up every time, but this is sort of like the big boss of the deck. Like, there's a couple of big evil creatures that uh, that are in the evil board that are right. like, yeah, yeah. Of course. And so, and we also have like so. There's some some more like sort of 
they they get more evil. We've got some really bigger, much crazier spells. Like this is where those go. It's hard to find homes for these. Uh, but how about bend or break? I never heard of this one before. Three and a red for a sorcery. Each player separates all non-token lands they control into two piles. For each player, one of their piles is chosen by one of their opponents of their choice. Destroy all lands in the chosen piles. Tap all lands in the other piles. This is risky because that what you don't want as the evil player is to be too evil where everyone goes, okay, no problem. We'll all just choose each other's piles with all the lands, right? Yeah. Make two piles, one zero, one all. We'll choose each other and we'll be nice to each other and we'll make the evil deck player lose half of their non-token lands. So that sounds good, but I'm pretty sure you have to do this in turn order. So like when the first person goes... Then the next person goes. So then at a certain point, like you're, tr it's kind of like the, when you join forces to search for a land, it's like, you, are you going first? Do you want to search for a land? It's like, I always say no. But the last person can kind of snitch on the group for it. Mm, interesting. This was, this, uh, yeah, it, it feels like one of those cards where everyone gets to make that, that kind of like decision. Uh, that's going to have a real big impact. Like, uh, I mean, you really have to trust the person to be like, okay, everything in one pile, nothing in the other one. Like, come on, man, what are you going to do? You know, you have to make, <laughs> you have to make a pact with each other that you're not going to do it. And then if you're the second person who's just like, it didn't happen to you, like, <laughs> you could really owe someone. You really could. I want to. Uh, I want to double check that the, the it resolves in order like that. There, it's not clear how the timing works on it. I, I would imagine that like the like everyone separates the lands at the same time so you can kind of discuss with someone else let's say but then it has to resolve in an order right like i would just think it has to but anyway um i'll read the next one here uh okay another big bad one we've got worst fears oh i remember this card seven and a black so eight total for the sorcery that says you control target player during that player's next turn exile worst fears so just a, a big, huge grab the turn, you know, wreak some havoc. These cards are always so much fun, um, but it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to pay. And some because sometimes you do grab a player's turn and it's just like, okay, well, I don't know, crack your revolving wilds and fail to find, and then like, I don't know, don't play your draw spell. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, I still find them to be quite fun because you. I've lost games because of this effect, that's for sure. I remember once someone just taking my turn and just being like, I was going to win. I was about to win this turn, and you just screwed it all up so badly. So, worst fears. Uh, it's, it's always fun to have a card like this hanging around, especially an evil deck like this. Uh, um, I found a ruling on bend or break okay. it. It does happen in turn order, starting with the non-active players. So you, the caster, will separate and choose an opponent last. So the oh, okay. person who goes after the first person has to be trusted. Ooh, so the per okay, all right. Wow, interesting. I I would like yeah. to see that spell played out. I would like yeah, to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, next. Here's another evil one. Destructive Force, five red, red sorcery. Each player sacrifices five lands, and Destructive Force deals five damage to each creature. Um, yeah, mean. 
Yeah, it's mean. It's at least it's equal though. So it's like, hey, you know, you know how this, you know how this game was on turn eight. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Certainly evil, but for other reasons, perhaps. And then right. uh, this is a great one: legacy weapon, yes. seven mana for the legendary artifact. Uh, you can pay Wooberg and remove target permanent from the game, also known as exile target permanent. Um, and then if you if you're going to shuffle this into a graveyard from anywhere. Uh, you reveal it and um, shuffle it into the library instead. Uh, no reanimating this guy. But yeah, Legacy Weapon, a fun card. I mean, paying Wooberg to just exile something, good ability. Big yeah. Bad stuff. Pretty simple. Cool, though. Th- I, wa- I wanted to make sure we had one, like, evil artifact that the bad guy dick was trying to secure. And once they do, they enact their plan of world domination. Yeah, do you suppose the Legacy Weapon is Karn? Is that what it is? Or is it the head of Urza? Yeah, is it Urza's head? Or it can't be just those floating... And there's the weatherlight. I think Karn is the legacy weapon or something, isn't he? Or it's inside of him? Anyways, I don't know. I didn't read those old books. I'm loose on the mythos of these characters. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty loose on the whole whole weatherlight saga. Um, But yeah, that's... I mean, I love the idea of this evil board. That really... That's speaking my language. I like that quite a bit. Yeah, that's so fun. I love those kind of decks. Like, I know that, like, any deck where you can kind of keep it fresh for yourself, like, a lot of times for me, I feel like retiring a deck once I've done the thing. Yeah, same here. But something like this, there's lots of different things. So, like, it's got so much more life in it for that reason. And I know that just seeing some other people play similar um, decks at, like, GPs and stuff, I know that... um, I'm so, I can't remember who it was I was playing against. It was a Naya. It was a, it was a, a Myale deck that had like a bunch of, and this it's a popular deck to do this with. Was is Myale? You just shuffle in or out like a bunch of the big monsters and stuff, right? The big creatures, and they had little like um, just you know those little like just those little round stickers like a colored sticker, and they just had that like on the inside of their of their um, their their uh, sleeve, on the like facing out those like you could see. You could see what color it was. It wasn't on the outside of the sleeve, so it could shuffle still fine. So it was on the inside, and it just... So that's how they were... And then when, when they were, like, done with their deck, that's how they took them out. It was just, like, shuffling through so quickly, but you didn't have to, like, read the cards or look at whatever it was because they just had these little stickers on the inside. So that was a nice way of knowing what cards were in in, in your, like, side sideboard or whatever it is, right? So just a little yeah, tip I there. Yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, real huge thanks to the gang in the discord. Um, this was super fun to brew. I, I feel like I'm forgetting some names cause this list seems too short. Uh, but I've got here, all oh, here's some names written down. Uh, thank you to Chiefy, Spiff, Papadio, Pips Don't Lie, Nosrak 2, Brave Sarabin, Matthias Corfart, <laughs> Kvarfort, uh, Beppo, uh, I'm, I know Neo Maxis was in there helping out. I'm, I'm positive I'm for forgetting some. I'm sorry if I do. You know how it is in there. This brew had these brews go fast and like yes. names are in and out. Dylan PH no doubt was in there. Yeah. Uh, surely forgetting a couple. My apologies if I do, but I'll get you next time. Great. Well, um, the Discord helpers uh, were named, uh, which means it is now time for the budget report. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Sean, what did this one come out to? This was tricky to figure out. Uh, I was having trouble. I put it. The, so you can find the link 
to the TCG player link to see this deck list. And so like going, I'm, I have a hard time figuring out their median and their low. Cause I'm getting some weird numbers on some of the cards specifically. Mm. Um, I think it says it's about a hundred bucks as the low, which seems very high to yeah, me. However, this includes the full evil board. So there's more cards than you need. You oh, can okay. easily cut a bunch of stuff. And actually there's, I was shocked. There's some very surprising cards that shot up a lot. Really? For example, Twilight Prophet, one of our clerics is almost 20 bucks now. Wow. Two black, black flying two for a vampire cleric with ascend. If you have 10 or more permanents, you have the city's blessing. And at the beginning of your upkeep, it's like reverse Bob. It's like reverse. Yeah. Uh, so because, so you reveal the top card during your upkeep of your deck uh, and each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is that cards converted mana cost and you put it into your hand. So you're drawing two cards a turn and you're potentially draining your opponents for a few points every turn as well undoubtedly powerful plus it's a two four for four that flies but 20 bucks surprised me i i remember when it came out it was really expensive and i would have assumed it would have dropped by now but yeah i guess it's just being a solid ability for commander um although i will say this like this is one of those cards that immediately when people play it they people just kill it like it just this i i've basically never seen this card do the thing it does I know, and I feel the only time right I've away. gotten it, it, it's always a land. So it's like, no, okay. Yep. All right, thanks. <laughs> Happy to draw it, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, we also have uh, Grenzo, Havoc Razor, the 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 red red two two version um, of Grenzo, uh, legendary Goblin Rogue. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you choose one. You can go target creature that player controls, or exile the top card of that player's library and. You can play it till end of turn. Use mana of any color, whatever. Uh, Sixteen dollars. Uh -huh. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect it. Also, I mean, the, here's another one that's. I know it's been climbing, but Rise of the Dark Realms is yeah. sixteen bucks. Seven black black. Put all creature cards from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control. Needless to say, this is one of the evil boards cards. So that's you know optional for the deck, but it's like. You know, but the jumpstart version sixteen, Magic twenty fourteen, eighteen bucks. Yeah, this has been expensive Ugh. for a long time, and and I was excited to see that it was getting reprinted in Jumpstart. But I don't know. Does anyone own any Jumpstart yet? Like, <laughs> can <laughs> you know. even buy it? I, I saw know. I saw two I saw two packs of it at Walmart, and it was I, I don't know. It seemed expensive for Walmart. Even <laughs> I was like, well, oh, I'm, I'm paranoid. I've seen so many posts of people returning cards with like lands in them to Walmart. Oh wow, yeah, well, yeah. I, I I mean I don't really buy I don't buy Magic cards. Period from Walmart. So I just was like interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. Rise of the Dark Realms been one for been expensive for a while. I guess Grenzo maybe is expensive because it's a conspiracy card. I know that those are always kind of like the supply is a little lower on those generally speaking so maybe that's yeah. the reason why and it is it's a good card um and then yeah finally uh commandeer yeah i i am with you on this but i was just i was uh i discovered this like i don't know it was like a couple months ago same thing i was like oh this card's like a couple bucks two three bucks no 13 dollars for commandeer and i'm telling you it's fun and it's good but like it's not 13 dollars good no, I this think it's because you, you can cast it for free, technically. Yeah, and trust me, like that's um, unless you're in a mono blue deck, that's it's actually not as easy as it sounds. It's not as good as it sounds either. 
because it's to ex to take two cards plus this out of your hand. It's a th it, like you're paying three cards for whatever it is they're casting. Rarely is that worth it, and and um, the seven mana thing it can be really good. Like I said, like it, you a lot of times you are excited. You're, you're more excited to pay the seven mana. Is, and that's kind of what I meant when I was talking back there. So, but still, seven mana is a lot, you know. Like I said, like this is this is this reminds you of Force Will, but it is not that. It is yeah. still, it is good, but it, like I said, I don't think it's thirteen dollars good. So, so we've highlighted what um, almost sixty, more than sixty bucks worth of cards here that are just like surprisingly expensive. You could easily chop that off the deck. With these four cards alone, these are the four most expensive cards. The next one is like three bucks. So like th these, yeah. th these bear the weight of the price of the deck by themselves. So cut these, find similar but different evil cards, and you're you're in business. Great. Um, sounds good to me. Uh, I'm excited to do that, and um, I'm excited also for us to uh, get dressed up. Ooh. Because as is it you the know, time? It is time to go to the Audric Awards. Take it away. <laughs> yes. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. There, here we are. Uh, oh, there's Garna the Blood Flame. Look. Garna, great to see you as always. Lovely to see you. Garna, Thank who you are you for... wearing? Garna, who are you wearing? Human skin? Okay, great. Cool. Thank you. Great. Yes, Very thank cool. you. Ah, and that's Meryl Streep on oh. Honor. Great to see you, Meryl. Didn't expect to see her here at the Audrex. Yes. Uh, honestly, though, she is the uh, winner of the most Audrex. Same thing as the Oscars. She's won the most. Yes. You wouldn't think of it since this is primarily a magic card award thing, but Meryl Streep just can't not win. She can't not win. She's just so good. She's a national treasure. Yes. Uh, okay, well, what what uh, what awards do we have to give away today, Sean? Uh, we have a very important award. I'll just warn you right now, Andy. It's the wrong version in the tab. Please okay. select the Dominaria version. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and done. I'm here to present the award for Best Career Revival After the Phantom Menace. And it goes to Dark Bargain, Watto... From the pod racing arena, he's in the back now giving a green thing to somebody. Hey, you're right. <laughs> wow, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, wow. I didn't even know there were two beings in this art. <laughs> yes, yes. I did not look uh, close enough at Dark Bargain ever. Wow, well, congratulations to Dark Bargain. Making a difference with this win, uh, representing uh the all the all the bargains in magic quite well yes um uh, now that is what i call pod racing <laughs> wizard <laughs> all right everyone well thank you very much for uh for for being with us this week and thanks for uh attending the audrix with us at the end of, of the episode once again uh we will see everyone next time see you then goodbye Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.